Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Interworldwide Podcast. Today we're talking about Sampdoria with Enrico Contini. Uh, ciao, Enrico. Come stai? Ciao, Alessandro. Everything's well. Thank you very much for having me. All right, Enrico. Uh, if you don't mind, uh, can you introduce yourself to our listener? Absolutely. Thanks again for contacting me for Sampdoria. I'm Enrico Contini. I'm living in New York uh, since uh, 2010. So it's almost 10 years that I'm living in the Big Apple. I'm supporting Sampdoria since I was a kid. Uh, I was born in Genoa a very long time ago in 1984. And uh, I still remember my first game at the stadium with my father in, uh, in Genoa. It was in, during the year of the, the Sampdoria Scudetto in 1990. And uh, it's been a love story for me and the team uh, since I was a kid. So it's basically my passion and uh, my life uh, since then. I joined New York uh, 10 years ago, more or less, and I found uh, other supporters that moved here in New York from uh, many parts of Italy, but especially from Liguria, from Genoa and our region. And most of them are, uh, like me, supporters from the Scudetto time. And we also found some people that were living here in New York when Sampdoria won the, the Serie A. So the, T, the Sampdoria club has been founded in the 80s, in 1980s, by uh, Giorgio Gibelli, which was a very passionate man uh, and uh, about soccer, of course, but uh, passionate about uh, sports in general and uh, he found other people other supporters from genoa and more or less we have now 25 members of the sandora club new york which is uh, becoming now sandora club usa because we do have uh, supporters spread out all over the states in the us we have some supporters in florida other in california and uh, Minnesota, other states. So little by little, we are expanding our uh, our membership uh, all over US. Very happy to talk with you about uh, the situation. So unfortunately, it's not probably the best time to talk about soccer, but we are still here and it's good to still talk about sports, right? Correct. And the reason why I contacted you was to uh, understand a little bit better um how do you think your side has reacted to this um stoppers of the season and how do you expect them to return to the league as a supporter and as a Sampdoria club uh, new york we of course we are sad that we cannot watch the game uh, anymore but also it's a very tough situation and we need to consider the situation uh, in terms of uh, the you know the, the majority of the other people and uh, the society so it's good to stop the sports as of now and uh, we expect uh, the Serie A not to to start over again even though uh, now there is a date and it seems that on June Serie A will uh, will start over again for us it really doesn't make any sense to to finish this campionato and to finish the Serie A just for the sake of it so we hope that at the end of the day the the Serie A will be stopped and probably we will need to think uh, to the to the next year straight over. I see. I I agree with you on that. Um, do you I mean, know our concern? Our concern is more on the on the aspect of the coronavirus and uh, how the society will defeat the virus. So sports, of course, is important. But right now, the focus is uh, how to defeat the virus and how to have people, you know, recover from uh, this uh, this sickness. And uh, and of course, having more people uh, like uh, employed as well, because uh, many people are being like laid off or furloughed from their companies. And there are other priorities now. And for soccer is. Uh, a big, uh, it's very funny, and we all enjoy to watch soccer. But uh, priorities in life now are a little bit different. Absolutely. Um, do you know if any players in the in your club was tested positive, um, and uh, how is the situation with testing there? Yeah, Sampdoria, unfortunately, has probably the first players positive was Gabbiadini. 
and uh, then other players tested positive like uh, Thorsby, uh, there was the Pauli and uh, many more. I think also Yankto tested positive. So, Colley, I think. Yes, Colley too. So, you know, uh, unfortunately, like uh, other teams, uh, Sampdoria get uh, many players positive and the testing is, is, I mean, I think people are testing very well now in Italy, like especially soccer players are tested every day. Uh, and the problem is, you know, how they can, let's say, survive together with the virus and the possibility to play without, uh, you know, physical contact and without wearing a mask, you know, it's... Uh, it's going to be very difficult for them. So at the end of the day, they're going to risk the, to get the coronavirus in order to play to play a simple game. So it's also, you know, very tough, a tough decision for uh, Serie A and for uh, all the players if they want to risk uh, this kind of situation for their lives. So since the training start back, uh, all the players are are negative now, or there is still some positive. There were there were two positive again. This the Sampdoria didn't release the names, but there were like two three positive, and I think now they are like uh, back again with the group. So they they've been put in quarantine for uh, like a couple of weeks, and now they are back with the group. But yeah, they they've been testing players every day. They check the fever every day. You know, it's uh, now the protocol is implemented very well in every in every team. We are only scared that you know it's impossible to play soccer without physical contact, and it's impossible to play soccer you know with a mask. So, of course, every player will uh, willing my my occur to to get the virus. You know, we are more like worried about what is going to happen if one player will test it positive and more than one per club. So, if they're going to stop again the Serie A or they're going to continue no matter what. So that's that's the big question mark. Got it. And what's the situation with the training grounds and the space there for the team? Uh, the training ground in Bogliasco, it's uh, well equipped to, you know, to have like uh, social distancing between the players. So, of course, they can respect as much as possible during the training session the, the guidelines from the government. Of course, when it comes to a match, it's a totally different story. So once you you can train by yourself uh, in terms of physical training, while you have like uh, a game with your uh, with your teammates, you cannot, of course, respect the social distancing and uh, you cannot wear a mask. So it's just a matter of of the game itself. I think that from the training perspective, every team is complying with the with the rules and with the regulation. When it comes to the game, it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We see that German Germany, uh, the German league, the Bundesliga, it's playing again, and uh, they are not having like uh, many positive players that are tested to coronavirus. So hopefully in Italy we're gonna see the same as Bundesliga. Yeah, I really hope so. And um, speaking of the financial aspect of this. Uh, this break, uh, how do you think uh, that impact your club? Um, uh, was like, how is the situation there? Uh, the club, uh, like any other like small club, it's gonna be impacted very badly by this situation. And uh, of course, uh, you know, it's gonna. It depends on uh, how the TV rights will be paid to every to every club because uh, as of now for Sampdoria the main source financial source is uh, like any other little team I'm thinking about like Genoa maybe you know Elas Verona the team that has no such a, a big number of uh, fans and supporters of course the main resource uh, financially speaking uh, financially wise is the is the TV rights and uh, Everything will uh, will depend on how the TV will pay the that amount of money that they they have to pay to the Serie A, and of course if the players will cut their salaries. Those are the two main uh, like variable that will influence a lot the financial uh, balance uh, of the of the team. So I would say that. 
you know, in this kind of moment, historical moment, if the players will cut their salaries and will have the uh, will have some or any other team to survive, it will be probably the best uh, opportunity in order for the sports to to go on. Otherwise, many teams will struggle because of the situation. We see many companies, not in the sports business, that are struggling keeping their you know employees, and uh, everybody struggling now in terms of financial. Uh, perspective i think that it's the moment for uh, any players to kind of step in the situation and at the team uh, with uh, cutting their salary because it's impossible for a team like Sampdoria or any other like Udinese maybe the small team to pay the full salary of players without getting like uh, stadium the stadium full and without having the money from the tv so we really hope that all of this situation, the players will will take a decision in order to help the team to still survive after the crisis. Okay, and going a little bit more specific on Sampdoria, uh, how is the situation with the president? I I heard month ago that there was um, this rumor about um, your president trying to sell the club. Uh, how is the situation now? Is everything on hold? Uh, it was just uh, fake news, uh, you say. Do, do you know anything more about that? Uh, we know more or less what was written in the newspaper. There was an offer from uh, like an investor related to Gianluca Vialli. It seems that the offer was not uh, an offer that Fer- Ferrero evaluates. And uh, he didn't like the offer that they gave him. Probably was too low. Probably the offer was not even there. I mean, we don't know exactly what happened. What we know is that at the end of the day, Ferrero didn't uh, didn't want to to sell to Vialli and to the investor that he represented because there were uh, the the offer was too low. That was the basically what happened. And uh, of course, he's still trying to sell. Ferrero is not. Uh, is probably is not going to keep the Sampdoria for a long time. We don't know. He's trying to sell it, but so far there are no other offers. And uh, what we know is that until there will be an offer that satisfies him, unfortunately, we will need to, you know, still face this situation of uncertainty because, you know, when uh, when the president wants to sell, you never know what is going to happen. Also, the players are not playing uh, with, you know, with a clear mind and they're not like uh, super happy of this uncertainty around uh, around Sampdoria. So we hope that we're going to find a solution and uh, there will be probably an offer big enough to satisfy Ferrero in order to sell. But so far, yes, there are no offer and, uh, so, and Ferrero is keeping the, the company. Keeps giving Sandoria, yeah, the team. I see. Um, last question for you. Um, how do you see the the coming transfer windows going for you guys? Uh, do you think this uh, coronavirus um, financial impact will change your strategies? Do you think uh, it's going to be any different um, for for you or? Or you think not, it's going to be like every other summer transfer window? No, it's going to be very difficult. It's going to be very difficult, especially because there, uh, we will have very, very, very little money in order to pay other you know, players and to buy other players from the market. We will need probably to sell players before buying, as usual, like uh, the team that are not uh, like Milan, Juventus, or uh, the big team with a lot of money. We always need to sell players before buying. And with this transfer market and the coronavirus situation, I'm not sure that there will be a lot of teams with uh, money to spend. And uh, it will be a very, very strange market. Also. We need to understand if the Serie A will finish uh, on August and then the championship then will start again on September. There will be like a very, very limited transfer window for the market, like one month, two months. And uh, so many teams, I think they will not going to change. Uh, they're not going to change a lot, the team, especially, you know, the Sampdoria or the team that are like uh, not among the best 10 teams in Serie A. So I would say the, the lowest part of the ranking 
will definitely have like uh, less choices to to switch many players probably we'll see very very limited market and uh, also it's going to depend what will happen with the relegation if the what are going to be the team that will be in serie b which are going to stay in serie a which are going to go to the european cups so a lot of you know uncertainty because of the you know you need to understand what it's going to happen with the results and uh, if the Serie A will finish. Once we finish, uh, probably we have a clear idea, but we are forecasting, of course, a market that is going to be with very, very few money around and uh, probably just the big teams will be able to buy players, but the rest of the Serie A will probably stay as the same for the next year. Do you have uh, any player you think is going to leave or any rumors for players coming in no usually unfortunately our best player usually leaves at the end of the year we sold uh, in the past years Torreira Prat like the the best uh, screener to Inter or uh, Anderson to Lione I mean they are like uh, those are the were the best I hope that Quagliarella will stay and, uh, and then I also hope that we can keep some of the good midfielder that we have like Linetti which is a very good uh, Polish player. And uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, probably we will see somebody leaving the team and, uh, and we hope that the replacement will be uh, as the same value or even more than uh, whoever is going to be sold. But I really, I really think that the team will stay more or less the same. I mean, this year has been crazy and uh, it's also very difficult for a player that played this year to get like a transfer because you didn't even like have the opportunity to show your value to to the other you know teams and uh, to the other uh, talent scout all over Europe you know they played uh, they championship started in in September and then uh, around February we stopped it so you really have no no time in order to show your value for example for the young player and uh, unless you're already recognized as a, as a talent and a top-class player, but this is a different story. So I really think that at the end of the day, we'll see a market that is going to be maybe a lot of switch between teams, but just, you know, exchanging players probably, but very, very, very few real, uh, real deal or uh, like, Maybe the big team, Inter Milan, uh, Juventus, uh, Naples. But when it comes to the small team, probably we'll see very, very few changes. Okay, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. It will be more of a loaning system this, exactly. this year. Mm -hmm. Okay, Enrico, uh, thank you very much. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug in? Any Twitter account, Facebook group, uh, anything? Yeah, you can follow us on Facebook mainly. It's the main social media that we're using, Sampdoria Club New York. And uh, then, you know, you can send us email to or private message to Facebook and we can reply you if you have any interest in joining the club. And uh, I hope that, you know, we're going to see Serie A very, very soon in a different scenario. Yeah, it's the same, the same here. Enrico, thank you again and um, be safe. Thank you, Alessandro. You too. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Inter Worldwide. Today, we're talking uh, Cagliari. And the guest of today is Matteo Azzara from uh, Forza Cagliari. Ciao, Matteo. Hi, hi, everybody. Thanks for coming. So, Matteo, did you, would you like to introduce yourself to our listener? Sure, it will be short. My name is Matteo, as you said. I'm 35 years old. I live and work in Cagliari, and obviously, I support Cagliari as well, as long as I was born here. And in my lifetime, I work uh, for a fintech here in Italy. Actually, we have offices spread all over Europe and because of COVID now I am uh, stuck in Sardinia and working remotely and that's it for me. 
copy and um i want to thank uh, your friend nicola that is the founder of, of forza cagliari exactly and and uh, you can find that on, on twitter but later on we're, we're gonna give some uh, some contacts for you guys so um let's talk about your team uh yeah. how how is the situation there how the team reacted to this whole COVID? And um, how do you expect them to return? Well, actually, the team looks more or less quite good. And the team resumed their trainings. And like I would say, in a in community, because since 10 days, you just could train by yourself. And now all, the whole team is playing together. So everything looks better. And the whole situation is recovering. Uh, I would say that before this whole, this whole crisis, the team was performing not very well. So this was an opportunity to you know to start over to reset their mindsets and to start you know trying to struggle for some good position so that even if even though the situation is bad at least we can find some uh, good aspect of the, all this situation and you know the whole climate looks better the player look you know happy to be back to the pitch and you know we have kind of good overlook kind of a good outlook for the future as the player are all together saying that they want to struggle to get the last place for Euroleague. And we will see. The Campionato will, should resume in three weeks. We will see if they are training well or not. And how, how was the situation in, uh, in Cagliari on, uh, on, in Sardinia in general? Well, I can say that, uh, you know, as long as we are an island, it was more difficult for us to, I would say, import this kind of disease. And we had few cases. Unfortunately, 130 persons died already. But we can say that we are almost out of the most critical phases because it's since I would say one week that we have no new cases of you know infected persons. People are you know trying to hang out together. The you know clubs, pubs, or the restaurants as well are opening. So we are more or less back into business. And you know, if nothing bad happens, we should be we should have got rid of this COVID. Any, any of the players of the staff member were infected? Well, as far as we know, nobody was infected, even though, you know, as I said, very few cases in Sardinia. As long as we know, nobody got infected. Everybody is safe and sound. So at this very moment, nobody had, has problems. And I hope for the future it will stay the same. Good. And how is the situation with the training grounds and, and the space there in, uh, uh, for, for Cagliari? Well, I think we have kind of very modern, you know, infrastructure, uh, which is 10 kilometers far away from Cagliari in the countryside. And like there are plenty of open spaces, plenty of pitches where to train. They actually have a clubhouse where they could live in case of quarantine. So from an infrastructure point of view, we are one of the most advanced, uh, you know, squad teams in, uh, in the whole Europe, I would say. So we, we were not highly affected from these kind of problems. So we are happy from that side. That's fascinating. Uh, I didn't know at all. Um, in, uh, in your opinion, um, Serie A should restart or not? Well, actually, in this very moment, there should be a press conference from the sport minister. And they should announce that it could be, you know, 13 or 20 of June, there mm -hmm. where the Serie A could resume. Yeah. We actually don't know whether we should recover from the last, you know, uh, fixture because four or five matches were delayed. So it's just a matter of saying that if Serie A will resume starting from those matches or, um, you know, brand new uh, giornata, as we say in Italy. So, but it's just a matter of 13 or 20. The, the problem is about the quarantine should a member of the team be infected. Uh, this is, is this has been questioning even those days, so there's kind of uncertainty about it, but we should resume the Serie A in three weeks or two. But do you think it's a good idea or not? Well, I think it is from a monetary point of view, because I don't think that anybody in Italy is, you know, stressed waiting for the Serie A to resume, actually, because as you can imagine, we have other problems. But, you know, if, Steria, if we do like in France or Netherlands or in Belgium where they cut off the whole you know, championship, there will be, I would say, a disaster because a lot of mm, teams would not, would not be able to pay their debts or you know, the salaries of the, their, their players and stuff like that. So 
if we cut off everything, I would say the half of them, uh, first of all, the sky will not pay for the, for, you know, for the, for the TV rights. And uh, we will, the teams will have just debts and I would say at least half of them would fail. So I see a lot of reason to resume the, the Serie A and at least try to, 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 to have this season over and see what happens then for the next year. And uh, speaking about the financial point of view, how, how is the situation for your club? Mm, you know, I didn't read the balance sheet, honestly, but I guess we are doing pretty well because the last year we were able to... Uh, sorry, there's kind of mess now, let me move. Uh, we were able to sell a big player, Barella, who allowed Cagliari to, to earn we a know. lot of money. <laughs> uh, you we know, know. <laughs> we, we sold it to, to, to Inter, so you know yep. better than me. <laughs> so in theory, I mean, we kind of reinvested, I would say, 100% of those income. So I'm, I'm pretty sure that we will survive, we could survive, and we kind of have a financial plan for the future who could allow us to, to struggle to stay in Serie A, at least not to fail. Uh, it depends. I, I, I'm not concerned. I think there are other clubs who are in a worse position than Cagliari. I think we are more or less safe and sound. In the worst scenario, we, we would be forced to sell some player or stuff like that. There are talks about, for example, Nandets or other players. So I, I don't see a bad future for Cagliari. Maybe we will have to be you know, more quiet and without having dreams of you know, going to some European competition and stuff. But we will see. Uh, speaking of the transfer market, uh, how do you think it will be affected by the, the virus, at least from your from Cagliari point of view? You think it's going to be different? I think right. you guys... Um... It must be different because the, the whole world changed. So definitely there are not so many monies to be invested. Uh, everybody's saying that the, the, the next uh, transfer market will be based on loans and on exchange of players so i don't see any big deal to be done uh, like in the like it happened in the past where a player could cost like you know 100 200 million so i see something very smaller regarding uh, related to the past and for Cagliari, as i say i don't see any it's more likely to for us to sell some good players as i said like Nandes or i don't know there are talks about Joao Pedro to be sold to Rome or to Turin. It was also about PSG, but I don't believe it. So maybe we will be forced to sell some of those players and to invest in youngsters from our youth schools. But we will see. Um, it, it's going to be different from the past for sure. Okay. Um, so how was the situation right before we start this season for you guys? What was the inter situation and uh, what was the last play, game you played, if you remember? The, huh, the last game was awful, for sure. Ah, yeah, it was against Rome, and we were able to lose, like, 2-3 uh, against Rome, yeah. And we were crumbling, literally, because uh, at least since Christmas, we were performing so good. We were winning almost all, all the games. We were in the fourth or fifth position, I don't even remember. After that, the, the team got relaxed because, I guess they thought that all their goals were already reached. So they, they didn't want maybe to struggle to something more ambitious or something happened for sure, because after that we lost almost all the games and we were performing very, very bad, like even very bad, you know, matches. I think just with, uh, with Inter, we managed to, to do 1-1-1 one, one, one with a more or less pretty decent uh, match, even though Lukaku say that 10 players of Inter were affected by some strange flu. So we don't know whether it was our best or it's something happened by your side. Anyway, we were performing very bad. So as I said, having two months of break surely didn't, uh, didn't you know, got our, our situation worse. So the future couldn't be worse, as I said. So in theory, we could manage to, to do some decent game and to save our honor. So what's that's, your... that's my idea. What's your prediction? What do you think uh, is going to happen if we resume this area? For Cagliari, yeah. I, I think that we should, we could win some game and nothing more than that. I, I see a lot of players thinking about holidays or some other stuff. So I would be happy if we win, you know, three games and we reach, I don't know, 45 or 50 points. At least we, we end the season on the left side of the, uh, you know, the classifica or the crossman. So I think that's achievable. 
Um, of course, if we keep losing all, all the games, we, we could even be involved in the relegation struggle. So you never know. But I guess this is kind of difficult. So if we win two or three games, maybe with uh, you know player uh, you know teams which are struggling not to relegate, it would be good for us. I think we should think more about the next season if it will ever start. Uh, speaking of next season, last question. Uh, it's about one particular player. I don't know if you can imagine who. Uh, that is on loan from us. And <laughs> I was wondering, do you have any news about uh, Raja's situation? Do you think he's going to come back to Inter? Do you think he's going to stay well, there? How is the situation wish, with the family there? I wish I had some news. Actually, nobody knows. I, I think even Raja Nengolan doesn't have any, any idea. Uh, as you know, his wife is from Sardinia. And unfortunately, she had that kind of uh, strong disease. So they were kind of forced to stay here. For the future, in the recent days, the manager of Calgary spoke, even the president. They say that in case Inter wants to you know, sell the players, they, are, they will be on the, you know, on the top of the list to try to buy him. Uh, but you know, I don't think he's going to be sold to some side like Fiorentina or Sampdoria for, they said, 15 millions. I don't really believe it. So I guess that what in if in case he is not staying in Italy, which in Inter, sorry, which would be the most reasonable solution, I guess. Uh, maybe if the players want to stay here, they will try to find an agreement, maybe for you know, ten millions or I don't know something like that. And the situation with Barella is still open, so maybe they can have a discount from that side. But it's all about the player, you know. If the player wants to stay here, Cagliari will buy him. If he's still, you know, thinking about, you know, gaining some Champion League or some Scudetto, maybe he can stay in Inter. He can try to convince Conte. Maybe he can do the, you know, the preseason, you know, uh, training with all with Inter and try to convince Conte. And maybe if not, if this won't happen, maybe he can come back to Cagliari. Maybe on loan again. Uh, I think it's 50-50 so far. Uh, I would say in Inter if I was in Angolan. Because staying in Italy, in Cagliari means also that his salary should be reduced or something like that. So it's very unpredictable. I hope he will join Cagliari again. Uh, if not, it, it was still a good season, this, this, this last one with him. Was it good? In, in your opinion, he had a good season? Well, the start of the season was not so good because obviously he was not um, in shape. He, he didn't train properly, I guess. Uh, because he was low, he was playing also in a bad position because I was training and didn't find a good position. He was playing uh, in front of the defense line, which definitely is not his better position. After five or six games, I, I can definitely I can definitely say that he, he took the, the team by his, his hand and he, he managed to score a lot of goals, a lot of assists. So he was definitely our leader and well-deserved captain. So he was performing very well. But when he, his you know, personal uh, shape uh, decreased, the whole team had a you know, bad, strike, bad stroke, if you, want, if you want to say that. So we started losing games. So if, when he's playing good and in a good uh, you know, shape, uh, we are winning and we are performing very well. Otherwise, it's a disaster. So he, he was the most important player for us, for sure. Okay, Matteo. Uh, thank you so much for joining thank us. And do um, you have any content that you want to um, plug in? Um, any Twitter account, Facebook, or anything? Well, actually, I'm, I'm out of all these uh, social media things, so I don't think I can. <laughs> but thanks for asking. Of course. Um, just I want to thank Nicola again. And Me you too. can find Nicola at Forza Cagliari on Twitter, on, uh, at Quelli del Sito. Yeah, Q-U-E-L-L-I-D-E-L-S-I-T-O. Quilly the Cito. Matteo, thanks again. And uh, I hope next time we talk, the Serie A will be playing. I hope so, in case we will catch up together again. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, everyone. We are with Alessandro Valerio. They were talking about Verona and uh, 
Alessandro is a big fan of Verona. He lives in New York. Alessandro, how are you today? Hi, hi everybody. I'm fine, thanks. Uh, so thanks very much for inviting me. Um, my my team is uh, is Elias Verona. I started uh, I started to be their supporter because I'm originally from Verona. I was born in Verona. And uh, and my father and my grandfather were uh, were supporters as well of the same team. So we used uh, to go all together at the stadium with our seasonal ticket uh, since uh, since uh, I was a child, let's say. And how is uh, right now? You're in New York, right? How how is watching the games there? Were you able to find other supporters? Oh yeah. Uh, we have uh, we have a small uh, club of supporters here in New York, uh, and we are able from time to time to watch the game uh, the games all together. Uh, it's not something that happens so frequently because of the time of the games. Sometimes it's uh, it's not so easy, if they, especially if they are at 1 p.m. in uh, in Italy. It's too early to to get all together. But uh, some of us have always uh, other ways to. To watch the games by by their own uh, by their by their own at home. So, so we try to to follow the, the club as much as possible, uh, even if the the time the, the time zone sometimes is not so so helpful for us. Yep, I totally get that. Uh, okay, so as you know, uh, I have um, a list of questions for you. So let's jump into it. Um, the first question is, how do you think your, your side has reacted to the stopping of the season? And how do you expect them to return to the league? And, you know, like injuries, uh, momentum, all, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so uh, Elias Verona was having uh, an amazing season. Uh, it's, uh, it's a medium club, it's not one of the major clubs. Uh, but the ranking uh, was uh, in the top eight for uh, for this season, and this is something that doesn't happen so so frequently. I think it's uh, best ranking they were having in the last probably 20 seasons. So I suppose that the team and the supporters were quite disappointed uh, about this uh, this season being uh, being interrupted. Uh, and uh, I expect them to to come back uh, as strong as they were before, taking into account that each team uh, has the same level of athletic preparation. Um, the group is, 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 very, is very good, uh, meaning that the players, uh, we have some, some good surprises that we were not expecting to be so, so strong. Uh, but you see that the group is, uh, is quite happy to play all together, uh, probably thanks to, to our coach, Ivan Juric. Um, and uh, and uh, I don't know. It, it will take some time for for come to come back at the same at the same level as uh, every other team. So we start uh, all together at the same level. It's like a, a beginning of of a new season. Probably even worse because it's uh, the time they they're staying at home is is longer than uh, than what they are used to. Uh, and from the support side, I suppose uh, I suppose it's it's the same because. Uh, Having, having the team, having a good season uh, helps uh, for the morale, uh, so the fans were more excited than, than usual. Um, Verona was able to, to beat Juventus, uh, which, uh, which is something that doesn't happen so frequently to, to our team. And, uh, and it, it happened just, uh, just before the, the stop of the season. So uh, at the same time, uh, I think that uh, that the supporters understand the, the current situation. So on the one end, they are disappointed. On the other end, they, they understand because Verona is quite close to, to Lombardy. Uh, it's, uh, it's in the northeast of, of Italy. And, uh, and I'm pretty sure that they, they have understood why the, the league had, had to stop. Yeah, I'm sure. And um... Second question is really easy, just a yes or no, if you want, or if you want to explain uh, a little bit more. But do you think the season should restart or not? That's a, that's a tricky question. Um, I would say yes. Uh, yes, uh, it's, 
if uh, if uh, if I think just with uh, with my heart, you know, uh, I would say that uh, there is no soccer without uh, the supporters physically in the stadium. At the same time, uh, we, we can pragmatically say that uh, that the soccer is not just uh, a a sport anymore. It's a real uh, entertainment business. Uh, it, it gives works to so many people that are not only the soccer players that we all uh, can uh, can watch on the TV, uh, but there are a lot of people behind the scenes working uh, working for that. So I. I would treat it uh, exactly in the same way as other non-essential businesses and industry. The industries are going to be treated in the coming in the coming weeks in Italy. Uh, I'm expecting not to have uh, the supporters uh, on the stadium, but uh, but at least to start again. Yes, something short probably. Yes, something like playoffs and playouts directly to not uh, have a full season because I suppose that. Uh, the new season will start again uh, in September, October, and uh, there is uh, usually summer break for market uh, transfers, uh, teams to to start again their preparation. But I hope that uh, it will start again, and uh, and I think that in one way or another, as other countries are doing, uh, it will uh, it will start again. Um, do you know if uh, any player or any staff member of your team was tested positive? And uh, and how do you think the situation with testing will play out since the season resume? And uh, how is the situation with? Sorry, it's a very long question. A lot of things, but uh, okay. <laughs> how, how do you think the the situation with the training grounds and space is in Verona? So uh, Verona had for sure uh, one player. The, the, the club officially communicated that uh, that one player was tested positive. His, his name is Mattia Zaccagni. Uh, he's, uh, he plays in the midfield uh, and he plays for Elas Verona since a long time. I think it's like six or seven years he plays with, with us. Um, he was tested positive. He was not in danger for his life. Uh, but at the same time, uh, it took him uh, something like five weeks to turn negative from the beginning of the communication from from the club. So it's uh, it's a long time for for uh, for him to to come back uh, uh, healthy. Let's say um, the second part of the question. I mean, what uh, what I'm expecting uh, with the season to restarting is that uh, you know soccer is a sport of contact. Uh, you can't uh, you can't avoid it. It's not uh, it's not like tennis. Um, so, in trainings during the week, uh, in the games during the weekend, uh, players will be in contact uh, one to to the other, and uh, and they will need uh, to be tested more frequently than uh, than than usual. Uh, the usual people that you can uh, you can find on the street. I, mean, I don't know if if a weekly testing is something that is feasible. Uh, I understand that it's not so fair to test uh, weekly some players while uh, out in the normal world and in the main street. Uh, you have people who were not able to be tested even uh, even if they were really sick. Um, but uh, but uh, it's something that uh, that these clubs can uh, can afford and probably will be do will do privately. And what's the situation uh, with the with the field and the training grounds? Do you think Verona has um, is able to deal with this situation? I know, for example, uh, uh, for us, um, we have players staying in the training ground, um, but there wasn't like enough room for everybody. For that was a little bit of a problem. So. Uh, do you know? Do you know how the situation uh, for Hellas? So Hellas uh, Verona has no more space than uh, than Inter to train for sure. I'm quite sure about it. Um, but uh, but they they have their dedicated sport uh, sport center. They can go back and forth uh, in the training center with their cars. So. Uh, they will start probably separately uh, doing some physical exercise by their own. But uh, honestly, uh, at one point, and I think it will happen very soon, they, all the teams will start to, to train as, as usual with, with contacts. 
uh, and uh, and we see if there are new cases uh, it's a problem again uh, hopefully it won't, uh, it won't happen but you know you see you see so many images of people in the streets including the squares of verona there was there were some images uh, and photos that i was looking on the internet this morning where uh, the main square was full of people drinking cocktails and wine last night so uh, i don't see the soccer players being in more danger than uh, all these people uh, uh, drinking cocktails uh, in the square right um you were mentioning the difference um, of size for your club. At the same time, you were saying that were you guys were having an amazing season. Um, but all this, what do you think um, are the financial impacts um, on your club? What do you think that this break um, brought on your club? And are you optimistic or do you think the uh, PGC, the Italian Federation, should do should be doing more to assist clubs to to upload to stay afloat. So uh, Elas Verona as uh, as a owner that is not uh, so rich as as Inter or the other big clubs. So the club is basically financially is is not dependent from the owner. Uh, every Every penny that comes uh, into the club uh, goes back, basically. So costs and revenues are almost uh, at the same level. Uh, and uh, and this uh, and and this uh, event uh, is uh, is not so easy to manage. It doesn't have uh, extra money in his pocket to uh, to cover all the costs as uh, if the season was going uh, to go regularly. Uh, and especially, you know, players' salary is a, is a big part of the, of the cost for the club. Um, I, I'm, I'm really surprised that uh, the clubs and the players were not able to sit together around the table and define uh, a salary cut that was, uh, let's say, aligned with the reduction of the revenues for the club. Uh, it's something that uh, I think it would, have, it would have been fair compared to other normal jobs just because this was an unpredictable event, and uh, in this specific case, probably the associated risks should have been spread between uh, the all the actors of the chain, especially the owners of the club and uh, and the football players. Uh, I hope that this is going to be a lesson learned for for future contracts that will be signed starting from this from this summer. Uh, on the Fiji side. Um, to be completely honest, I don't know how much money do they have uh, available. Um, I suppose that the amount is quite uh, is quite limited, and uh, I personally would uh, would prefer to see this money going to be spent in the minor leagues, uh, already starting with the championship or Serie B in, in Italian, and and below. These clubs probably are suffering uh, even more from from this. Uh, from this uh, point of view, and and, and this, their their balance sheet is probably even weaker than than the major clubs that are playing in the in the Premiership. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, something that may help you guys is uh, the future transfer window. Um, I know you have very good um, players, a uh, couple of nice surprises um how do you think this um this transfer this summer transfer would go um also thinking about um contracts and player going in and out how do you think it's going to play out so so as you said uh ls verona had uh, an amazing season probably it was the biggest surprise of all the this area um uh, and, uh, and the players have gained a lot of value on the market compared to the beginning of the season. So uh, two players have already been sold uh, in the in the January market uh, with the with the uh, with the with the difference that we're still playing for the rest of the season in Verona before leaving and going in another team. So we have two players. One is Romani, who was is a, is a defensor. 
uh, is being sold to, to Naples for around, I think, uh, 14 million euros. Uh, while uh, we have another midfielder, uh, Ambarat, um, Rabat, um, he was sold in January again to Fiorentina for 20 million of euros. So this is big money for uh, for a club as as Verona that have already been uh, sold and it will uh, already come uh, at the end of the season. And these prices were, let's say, full prices before this uh, this COVID situation. Um, there are even more players that uh, that are on the market. As I said, our owner is not rich and uh, and is not doing it for uh, for not, as a non-profit. Um, there are other players on the market that I know, I, at least I know, reading the newspapers uh, in, in Italy, it uh, seems that they have a lot of market. One of them is, is Kumbulla. Uh, the, the majority of the big teams seem uh, interested to, into him. Uh, Inter is, is one of them as well. Uh, he has a big value uh, on, on the market. He's a guy that is coming from the uh, from the under 21 and even before in Verona because he was born and raised in in Verona um, so he's one of them there is the goal uh, the goalie as well uh, as some market it seems uh, we have another player on on the wing that seems to be, to be inter interesting for the market so there are a lot of players that potentially will leave uh, the team uh, my hope is uh, is to keep uh, some uh, some of them uh, or uh, at least, if not possible, to reinvest the money in some uh, interesting prospects. Uh, uh, and really, when I say, I mean, spending the money is buying uh, these uh, some some young prospects that can can replace these these players, uh, which is not uh, usually happens in Las Verona. Um, if, uh, I'm sure that another uh, another target of the of the club is to confirm the coach. Uh, who was a big part of this uh, success uh, this uh, this season, and uh, and historically in in uh, I mean historically in the last years in in Verona, what is missing is is a stronger forward. Uh, after Luca Toni, we didn't have someone as strong as him to score goals. So this is uh, probably the biggest objective for the for the market that I hope uh, I hope to see, and this is just for the. the the team player's perspective. Uh, the last aspect uh, is uh, is really building uh, a, a more long-term strategy around the, the younger players. Um, it's something that the club usually says that it's important, they are investing in it, etc. In practice, or practically, I didn't see it so developed uh, in the last years, or I mean, not more than, than in the past. So, all in all, uh, a lot of money that is coming in, probably. Uh, so half of the of, of the team uh, uh, needs uh, will be needs to be replaced, probably. Uh, but we we started uh, with uh, with the financial situation uh, that is uh, that is quite uh, quite good. So I'm expecting this uh, this money to be reinvested on the market and in general to to improve the the situation of the club. So you don't think that this whole COVID situation had so much of an influence on, on your strategy? No, I mean, it has an influence, but uh, uh, so you have to take into consideration that uh, the club has already some something, almost of more than 30 million euros coming in. And for the size of our club is already a lot of money uh, coming, uh, coming in. And it's already secured because they were players who signed in January, and uh, so the, the contract is is locked. You, know, you can't uh, you can't go back on these two players. Uh, on top of it, you have other players with the market. Uh -huh. But I mean, uh, you will have uh, you will we will see some players being sold for less than what we expected in the past, probably because the revenues are going down. But you sell for less uh, and you buy for less. So all in all. Uh, I think that financially it's something that can stay, can can be can be okay for uh, for the club. Okay, just uh, a quick follow up. Uh, you mentioned Kumbula, and uh, as you said, Inter is one of the team, if not the team, that is linked to this player. Uh, can you 
um, spend a little more uh, words on this player? Can you describe it a little bit better? Yeah, uh, I mean, it's uh, for uh, for for this. It is. It's a very young guy. Uh, he's below twenties. Uh, spent all uh, all his career in uh, in Verona, playing for all the young uh, young teams. It's uh, it's his first year in uh, as 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 uh, in in uh, in Serie A for him. So uh, it's quite uh, quite new. But uh, the performance that he has shown so far was. I don't know if it one of the best uh, defensors that we have seen uh, during uh, during the season, despite the the young age, and uh, it seems that he has uh, a big margin to to improve. So, uh, Verona is playing with three uh, defenders, like uh, the majority of the big teams. So he's already in the mechanism uh, to uh, to play in this way. You don't have to retrain him. Uh, so the 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 time to to have him uh, ready uh, to play is shorter probably uh, even if uh, even if uh, his age is uh, is very is very young um, so uh, it's 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 a, it's a prospect that uh, if you read on the newspapers there's not only Inter uh, they talk about uh, classic Juventus uh, Lazio some teams outside uh, outside Italy um, Verona um, has a good relationship uh, on the market with uh, with Inter. Uh, just to give you an example, right now in the in the team we have some players coming from from Inter. One of them is uh, Salcedo, uh, and the other one uh, is Di Marco. Uh, they are both playing in Verona right now. Uh, they can be some uh, some players that uh, maybe Verona will be interesting to to exchange to lower down the cash that uh, that Inter will uh, will pay. Lazio as well, they have some uh, some players that uh, that are interesting. Uh, historically, the owner of Verona is close to to Claudio Lotito down in Rome. So I don't know what uh, what will happen with this guy. Um, I don't think he will stay uh, just because the value is so high that uh, usually uh, the owner of Verona is. Uh, Used you, to to see the, to say to set the players uh, as soon as they have a good market. So historically, this is his position, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, I mean, I would be happy to keep him a year more if possible, because uh, as I said, he's a good prospect. Uh, I don't see him going down. Uh, so the value can be good now, and and I, I don't see why you he, he wouldn't be a good a good catch in the, in one year more. Yeah. For for our listener, uh, they if they don't know this player, can you compare it to another um, center back? Anybody that reminds you, Kambula? He's a he's a big guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's a he's a, despite the age, he's he's quite a, he's quite a big. He's a, he's a smart guy at the same time. Um, I, I, I don't know honestly how to compare to who. Okay. Uh, uh, it's more like Inter. rough, or it likes to, um, I don't know, like to to steal the ball to the other player before it gets to him, or it's more like I don't know, like a stump come kind of player. No, it's like no, it's not, it's not like a stump. It's a little bit okay. less than a stump, but uh, but it's not. I don't know. You, you, I mean, I don't want to do comparison with the big players in uh, mm-hmm. Inter, but you had Walter Samuel, uh-huh. big guy, uh, okay, strong one. I didn't want to mention him, but yeah, that usually when people talks about him, it, it, they say like, oh, it's like a young Samuel. So <laughs> yeah, I, I like this. Um, okay, uh, last question. If the season is going to be completed, what uh, position do you think Verona is going to end to? Uh, so let's see if the season will really continue and we want mm-hmm. to play directly the playoffs. Uh, it would be for Verona, it would be a great uh, opportunity to have the playoffs because the team currently is in the, the first uh, in, the, in the first eight. So, you know, having uh, having quarters of final, semi-final, and final uh, could be interesting in my view from um, from a perspective of TV 
show as a TV show, uh, and at the same time for 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 our club, uh, egoistically, it's it's a good opportunity. Uh, with the season starting again, it's very difficult to to know what is going to happen. Uh, honestly, bef- above the position we are currently, there are so many big clubs that uh, I don't know. It's it's very difficult to be to to be in a in a, in a ranking that is higher than what we currently have. Uh, for the rest, we are safe. We don't uh, we don't have issues. We for sure to to go down in Serie B. Uh, so that's uh, I I I hope that we keep the same the same ranking. Okay, and uh, just do remind me honestly, I do not remember what was the in theory what was the, your next uh, match. I have no idea. Okay, <laughs> I totally forgot. It was so so long time ago. Oh yeah, I no, can... absolutely. I I I do not remember the next Inter game. So as uh, I, I don't know. I said in the previous episode, to me, this season is over. So I already forgot a lot of things about the, the previous season or like this current season. So uh, it's completely fine. <laughs> Don't worry, yeah. you're not the yeah. only one. Yeah. Okay, Alessandro, thank you so much. Thank you and, to you. Uh, yeah, I hope you have you back on the, on the, on the show uh, in a more like normal situation. Okay, thank you very much. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.